You know, starting Dubiology was tough. However, it couldn't have been any more difficult if I wasn't using Anchor. Thankfully, I was. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast on your phone or PC at any time. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more websites that allow editing for podcasts. Best part about it? It is all free. F-R-E-E. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Anchor.fm is the website link again. Thank you. Oh, welcome to Doobie. How's it going? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, as you guys know, I said last week that I was going to have a special guest. This is my co-host, Trevor. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Trevor Honeycutt, and I'm a 11th grader at Davenport Central. Woohoo! Um, but yeah, you know, today it's a special day. What are we talking about? Uh, how to manage your money as a teenager. Yeah, I did with, say that. With some business incorporated. We were going to do business, but I said, I don't want to come off as an idiot to anyone. So it's going to be business related. It's just going to be more about like talking about like what teenagers can do to better their credit scores, money, jobs, whatever it is. Trevor, you have experience in that field, right? Yes, of course. Um, today we're going to talk about, you know, strategy for that, how social media can affect that, some analysis on that, target markets, uh, money supply, and retirement. Of course. Yeah. Um, you want to say anything else? Um, we're going to get it started? Yeah, well, I mean, we can do whatever now. I mean, I'm done with the intro. <laughs> of course. Um, so, uh, talking about managing your money as a teenager... Um, when I was 14, I started off uh, freshman year, and I wanted to, uh, with sports and everything, I couldn't really play anymore. So, of course, I went to the next best thing, which is a job, um, and I didn't really know how to manage my money. I was never taught how, and we didn't have managing personal finances, really, in freshman year. Uh, so, I really had to do my own research on the, that matter, uh, but then I had to, and then COVID happened, like, two months after I got a job, and everything started becoming whack, and so I had to do my own research on things and make sure I try to stay safe with COVID and everything because we were really taking it serious. Uh, so I had to make sure that everything was going all right with my health and uh, everything. And I wanted to be good financially. I didn't have any bills to pay. I didn't have anything to really do. So I decided to start saving my money and doing research on how to build uh, up on your life and make sure your life is the way you want it to be because money really is a flex nowadays. And I mean, you could have a lot of money but not have nice things, but or you could have a little money and have really nice things. So it's just you could do a mixture of both. Um, but once once I found out how to manage my money, I made sure I put money into my savings account, almost two hundred uh, every single paycheck. And I was kind of broke after every single paycheck because I didn't get the best paychecks. I was only making seven twenty five at Chick Fil A, so it wasn't the greatest amount of money. Um, but then I just kept saving. And then uh, once I, I worked there for about two years and I had about eight, 9,000 in my savings account. Uh, so that was really a big step for me. And then once I was 16, uh, I wanted to move on from Chick-fil-A and make more money. And then I moved on to hy V. And then I started a credit uh, card thing. It's called STEP, um, S-T-E-P. And you could, you could have your, your, fam- your, uh, your family put money in that account for you and you have to pay them back, and it's basically building your credit score. So they usually give me 40 bucks for gas every single week or every two weeks, and I will pay them back that 40 bucks like I'm paying for gas, and it builds your credit score. 
So my credit score should be at least like a 4.0, like 400 by the time that I'm 18. So I could buy a, a nice car or something like that, you know. But I'm so sorry. <laughs> 4.0, 400. Like, I want a, I want a good credit score, you know. Um, so um, after after I got my second job, I was able to save like 600 a paycheck. I was, I'm making good money, like 16, 17 an hour. So that's really good money. Um, so I was able to buy a car two months after that. Um, and I, uh, I bought a decently nice 2013 uh, Equinox that I, that I picked out. Uh, I didn't want nothing like fancy, fancy. I just want something to get me back and forth. And I'm still saving to this day, trying to build my credit score up. Um, so when I'm 18, I can get the car of my dreams, uh, which is around $28,000. And um, on the route that I'm going, that I, I've been taking the steps needed to be, that I should be able to get that by the time I am 18. That was great. Of course. That was incredible. You should, you're a better host than I am. Um, give yourself a pat on the back. I, that was really good. Of course. No offense. I did not expect that out of you. <laughs> you're hating on me bro um, but yeah but whatever you say you know it's best you start early because if you start too late whatever that is with the money supply all that stuff it could get you in some trouble some debt right. like taxes of course. Or, you know, as you move into college your adult life so right. it is best that you do that now so that you don't yeah. get lost in a or anything like that right. um i wrote down as some of you who follow me on Instagram saw, and I'm going to talk about the stuff I wrote down with Trevor, of course. Um, we're going to talk about how teenagers have trouble saving their funds. Obviously, teenagers get get their like first paycheck. Now, your first paycheck, it's not really that big of a deal. You get your first paycheck, you're like, oh, I'm going to spend it. Natural thing to do. Most right. teenagers do that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I did it. I think. Yeah, yeah same here, bro. Absolutely. Same here. Yeah. What was I was probably first? broke after the first three hours. What was your first paycheck? Uh, like how much was it? Yeah. Um, it was around like two ninety, and I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna want to spend. I like, I'm not gonna save that kind of money. I didn't know how much to put back, so I bought AirPods. <laughs> I <really laughs> wanted to listen, listen to music. Yeah. Um, I forgot. I'm not gonna lie. I forgot to clock in and clock out a few times when I first started working at Chick Fil A. So. My paycheck was around 160. I was like, I could have made at least $200 from this first paycheck, but I forgot to clock right. out. Of course, yeah. Um, but you know, they get the money, they're just overwhelmed, they want to get whatever they've wanted. Because, like, say they ask their parents, their parents don't get it for them, whatever it is. You just say, Hey, I have money, I'll do whatever I want with it. And your paycheck's gone, like Trevor said, like three hours, <laughs> right? Something um, like that. Great time to start establishing good credit. I mean, and even and like even when you save your money, your paychecks are still gonna fly by. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're gonna like so because of right now, uh, like my paychecks are pretty damn good. They're usually around like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. But I usually throw some in savings, and then I've got a car insurance, and then I've got a car payment, and then I've got um, like gas, and gas prices are rising to the roof, of course. Um, so like after all those financial stuff is paid. Um, I still don't have much, um, a lot of money to spend. And like, like right now I'm, um, I'm in a high school relationship and we both want to do things. And, um, uh, just like a fair warning, like, don't, um, don't think 
like I feel like my relationship is going to last after high school and I feel like I've established myself with her and she's established herself with me but don't don't blow all your money on her because we both know that um what we want to do after high school so don't blow all your money on her trying to make her happy and don't let her blow all your money all, all her money on you to try to make you happy just find out like budget ways trying to make you guys happy so you guys can both save for the future you should have told me this last year anyway um it's a great time to start establishing good credit um teen- parents can help with that parents that are listening to the show talk to your teenager or kid about establishing good credit i mean good credit sorry get them on the plan you know it's really nice to do that now so that, you know, when they grow older at a young age, you can have a nice house with a family, dog, whatever it is, you know, business can get started. You know, they they can move on a lot quicker than most people do, as Trevor established earlier with his credit, what he's dealing with his family yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really, it's really important to establish good credit, especially like, because if you don't, if you wait until you're 18, it takes around a year and a half to fully establish your credit and get your credit score to where it needs to be to be able to even get a loan for a bigger amount. So say you want a $30,000 car and you you obviously probably most teenagers at 18 are not going to have $30,000 just to blow on a nice car, a new car, anything like that. If you, you got to make sure once you're eight, if you wait until you're 18, you're probably not going to get that car until you're 21. And you're probably going to be financially tight. I don't know if you're living with your parents or if you want to rent an apartment, I'm pretty sure you still have to have good credit to rent an apartment so they could be able to trust you. So you just got to make sure that you take just two years out of your teenager life just to, and it's not a hard thing to do. Just make sure that you just, just build the credit. Yeah. It's best to learn early. Like I said, you do this. Don't want to get behind on any of that stuff. It sucks. Yeah. Cause if you keep on building your credit and then, and then if you keep building your credit when you're 16, then you're 18, then you buy a car and you pay that off with no trouble whatsoever, they will never say no to you when you want to buy a house in the future with your family. That's if you're like 24 and your car is paid off, all your bills are paid off, you have no student debt, you have nothing, then they, they're not going to say no to you when you want to buy a house, for a loan for a house, or if you want to buy an apartment or rent out a, a house, they're, they're not going to say no to you. So it just makes your future a lot better. And make sure if you do have a significant other, make sure that their uh, credit score is good as well. Because once you guys are together and you guys are married or whatever, credit score is basically like combined. So if you have a bad credit score and your wife doesn't, then like she'll, she'll have to be financially responsible for everything in your life. So you guys want to make sure you guys are both financially responsible with your credit score. And that's what I like to call an unstable relationship, everyone. Um, teenagers, you don't have jobs. You know, we talk about this a lot classroom schools i say it's frowned upon i'm sorry i have a little bit of the sniffles going on so if i sniffle a lot um teenagers who don't have jobs there's nothing to be ashamed of as coming from experience i thought i needed to get out into the workspace when uh, i was starting to apply at chick-fil-a because i felt like i wasn't stable enough financially i need something else to do i need to get on my feet get experience and you know they say it's bad I don't. I mean, I've heard from a lot of people who go to our school like it's not terrible to not have a job at the age of sixteen or whatever. If you're a freshman, you're just figuring that stuff out. It's whatever. I think it's senior year where you do need to start getting into the workspace, or else it will be a problem because like you need to start thinking of how you're gonna budget yourself and take care of yourself in college, whatever you're gonna go do after high school. Who knows? It's best to do that now so that you're not again lost in the shuffle. Right. Um, and, um, I feel like, um, COVID by itself 
Um, it changed a lot of people's aspects. We were just sitting at home doing nothing. No sports were going on. No nothing was going on. The best thing you could you we could have done as teenagers at that point was get a job. And I saw a lot of teenagers reach out and get a job when they were since when COVID was going on because they had nothing else to do. There was literally nothing to do. We had no school. We had no sports. You couldn't really watch sports on TV. All you really did was either like just go to work and make some money so you guys could do something outside of anything so we basically we basically were living adults during covid because we had no school to focus on we had nothing to focus on besides just whatever we wanted to do we were living a free life um, it was kind of a it kind of gave us experience of what life is as an adult all you do is work and you got to pay your bills that's literally all you have to do and of course it, i feel like if you have a college dream where you want to go to a big school like harvard ucla ohio um then you shouldn't work. I feel like you shouldn't work. I feel like you should stick to the books um, because when I didn't stick to the books and I was a, a, like an athlete, I had a 3.7 GPA and I focused mainly on the books and make sure I was trying to work out on my body, trying to make sure that I was fit for enough to play my sports and go to college one day. But once some dreams were crushed, my GPA dropped significantly and like work, it takes up a lot of time. And you can't really focus on school when you have work because you might want to come home and say, I want to do homework. But no, you got to work a four to nine or you got to work a four to ten or you got to work a five to nine. So you don't really have the time to do your homework on the days that your teacher might want you to and your grades might slip because of it. And you might get stressed out because work is very stressful. Um, you can't go into a job saying you're not going to be stressed because it's very stressful. But the reward is money. Um, and if you're focusing on sports right now, do not get a job. Maybe get like a weekend job where you work Saturday and Sunday. But most teenagers with that are like competitive in sports have Saturday and Sunday leagues for AAU, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever they want to play. So I just recommend it's not bad if you don't have a job as long as you're focusing on something else that is a priority to you and making your future successful. You know, yeah, you bring up a great point with the whole COVID thing. Uh, Adults, they got to people who are adults, teachers, whatever. They can agree that the time to get into the workspace because no can you put yourself out there and get raises, you know, get promoted, figure in your job. You like working because no one. Yes, I. Right, I've been playing this podcast. And, you know, COVID, I mean, obviously, hypothetically, it's a great idea to go out there during COVID, entertain people, do stuff. And during such rough times, people are getting stimulus checks. They're off their feet. They don't know what to do. Some people were really depressed. I had a friend during the lockdown. I had to go visit and almost got in trouble for it. It's it's bad, you know. And, um, yeah, like I said, like, go out there, do whatever you need to do. It, it was great. I didn't start working until earlier this year, though, so I couldn't speak from experience. I know you got the job, I think, around the time we were in the same class. You told me you got the job before COVID hit. It was like the same month, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Yep, it was in that math class, yeah. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was algebra, actually. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was great analogy there, Trevor. And the whole athlete thing was spot on, too, because – you know, speaking from, I'm sure you know, because you 
been through this so much. But as an athlete, I'm no offense to any athletes out there that are listening because, like, there shouldn't be any taken. But you guys don't have jobs because you're so busy with school, you know. You're so busy trying to keep your grades up so you can play, all that stuff. And you just don't have time to go out there and make money. So you probably get allowances. I know most athletes get allowances where they have part-time jobs from their parents, whatever it is. They're making money which I I respect that hundred percent to all the athletes in high school, college out. You know what I mean, professional out there. Like seriously, keep up the good work. It's it's amazing. Yeah, of course. And like, um, if you're if you're listening to this right now and you really want a job, go out there and you can basically work wherever you want. Because a lot of adults don't even work right now. Because a lot of adults were out of work for like six, seven months, and they got paid more in unemployment than their actual jobs made them. So they got paid more money than they really when they usually do just sitting around than they do actually working so it, it it motivates them to just sit at home so a lot of a lot of places you could go around and almost every single store has a for a for hire sign so if you want a job and you want to take advantage of any job you could pick you could basically you could basically pick what job you want it's not hard to get uh, a job at this point because so many people like some adults don't want to work and some it just it's it's sad nowadays but it makes room for our next generation to build our skill levels and different things so and don't feel like it's a bad thing to quit your job as a teenager um you gotta you got you gotta gain experience for what you want to do like when i worked at chick-fil-a i knew fast food is not for me and i i didn't figure that out until like i knew from the beginning but i kind of started to like my job and the people i worked with but i'm like I don't want to work here all through my high school career. I want to figure out different fields and see what maybe I want to get into. You know what I mean? And so that's what dedicated me. And then I learned more about jobs. And that's what makes me want to go to a trade school now uh, because of the money benefits, health benefits and everything like that. And I don't have college debt. Um, so that's a big, a big thing for me that I don't want to have because college debt really does kill a lot of children's dreams. Because even if you do, because most college careers, you're going to have tons of college debt, but sometimes most, most jobs outside of college don't make that much money to be able to pay off your debt in time. You might still be paying it off until you're 40, 50. Um, so just make sure you choose the, make sure you choose something you love. That's going to make sure you're successful. I'm going to take this time to actually thank people who worked, who I worked with at Chick-fil-A, if you're listening, which is, I know most people who are working there right now have shown a lot of support for me. I thank you so much. And, you know, Chick-fil-A, honestly, I might say some things about it. I might say it was stressful and I was really depressed when I was working there, but I have no regrets working there. Like it was an amazing experience overall. I love the people I worked with. Like yeah, I, it was. I miss them every single day. I still talk to some of them at school, obviously, but the others, I don't really have them on snap. I just like, man, I hate to see you again. Like it's just a great experience. I know some people were asking about me. I thought about going to visit, but they've just been so busy, and that's why I love them so much, because they don't quit no matter what's going on. Like, just keep up the good work if you do work at Chick-fil-A, any Chick-fil-A for that matter. Like, right. I so much. I'm sure Trevor does as well. Yeah, of course. Um, for teenagers who spend a lot, it may be a good idea to start a checking account or savings account, as we mentioned earlier. Um, so that you're not blowing all your money first paycheck. Obviously, that's okay. But once you get into like the later paychecks, you're making more money. It is a good idea to start, you know, putting all your money in checkings and savings accounts so that you don't go broke. If you have debt to a friend, IRS, whatever it is, you're uh, getting all that. Student loans. Yes, thank you. You reminded me of that. Student loan debt, really big issue. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to college. College rates are going up lately. 
Um, I don't know if anybody's seen that, but with all these kids going off to college, bigger colleges, smaller colleges, whatever it is, community college, uh, trade school, like you mentioned earlier, you know, um, they have all, they're starting all these banking accounts, checking so that, um, that they can get all these student loans out. So by the time they're 25, 30, whatever it is, most people look like they're going to have a house. I think I saw a study the other day when I was looking stuff up. Uh, 43% of teenagers right now believe they'll have a house by 40. I mean, 30, not 40, sorry. And, you know, it's a believable stat because, honestly, I'm looking towards that. I'm looking for having a house by 27, to be honest. It's realistically right. That sure. is very realistic. Yeah. It gives, you 11, it gives you, like, nine years to be able to prepare for um, your your significant other to get her financially stable or or if you're just living by yourself, you can get yourself financially stable to be able to support you having a house. And I don't think you have to buy out a house outright. You're not going to have 130000 laying around to blow in a house. You're going to have a house payment, um, but if you make good money, you're going to be able to pay off that house faster and it's going to be your house. And then once it's your house, you could make so much money because then whatever you put towards that house, you make money on it. So if I spend 2000 on my windows, to get all my windows done, I could charge 5000 when the house is being sold for my windows. And you can make tons of profit off of living in a nice, safe environment and make sure you're not living in a place where not a lot of people want to be. Make sure you find a house that's suitable for you um, and, and in a safe, nice environment because that really is a selling, port, selling point for selling a house. Um, and just make sure that everything is looking all right for you um, to be able to be successful in the future. And that's my main point. Just you got to like, if you want to work on your success, make sure you work on yourself and your mental health. Because I know, um, I know depression suffers is people, a lot of people suffer from it, especially during since what COVID happened, it put a lot of people um, when we went back to school and not everybody had the motivation to do school. And I was one of those kids that really, I struggled in school from the start, but I had a motivation to do good in school. So that's why I did good in school. But once I came back after COVID, there was no motivation for me to do good in school. And that's the reason why I didn't do good in school. And there's a lot of kids that out there are, are failing and are really not doing the greatest in school. And it's just up to our school board to decide what they need to do to make sure everybody who's going through those mental illnesses and make sure everybody is doing good in school. Cause that's their main priority is to make sure kids graduate. And I know um, I just want, I just want everybody to graduate. You know, I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody to, have a great freshman and sophomore year, but just because COVID messed everything up, I don't want people to struggle during their senior year and not be able to graduate because that could really mess someone up in their college dreams or whatever they want to do in the future. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Thank you, 100%. Um, you know, I, I'm, feeling, I'm one of those people, to be honest. Like, junior year has not been good for me so far. I've been trying to get a lot of stuff in. I've lost a lot of motivation over the past weeks because of it. It's just really stressful. I'm just trying to get everything in. I did talk to my counselor, though. They said that I'm in good hands. By the end of the year, I should have around 24, 25 credits. So I can graduate early and just have to take one or two classes next year. But, you know, that is the goal, graduate early so I can get on my feet earlier. But, you know, I also part of me wants to stay just a little longer in classes, get prepared, the college classes, whatever it is, take those college credits in the college, you know. Um the depression and motivation thing is so big. Like people don't realize that. Some people shoot it down like, oh, everyone else is saying that you're using it as an excuse, but it's really not an excuse. Like depression, anxiety, and all that stuff overtakes a lot of people, including me. I suffered uh, a day last week. And some people who are in, who were in my economics class knows about it. 
it was a scary experience because I've never had that type of attack at school. So I was having trouble breathing. Someone had to call me down. I had to go to the nurse's office. You know, it's it's not it's not fun. It's nothing to write home about. You should really not use that. Um, people should really just not debunk that as soon as they hear it because, like, it's a real issue that people deal with, including myself, including you, as you said earlier. You know, it's something... It, it, I mean, it can be controlled, but it's something that, um, like, at the end of the day, we can't stop it. It's not curable or anything. Um, right. Say about that. So, um, I just want this. Do things that make you happy as a high school student. You're, you're a kid. You don't. You shouldn't. As a kid, you shouldn't have financial responsibilities. You should be able to live your life, and it's your decision if you want to undertake those financial responsibilities and get a job and be able to pay for a car payment be able to pay for car insurance and even for me like i might be i might have good money and succeed in the aspects that i should succeed at uh for my age but that doesn't mean that everybody should do it um because i mean school and school really stresses me out and it really puts me down and i mean i don't cry and i i really have the past couple of weeks I've, I've been crying over school and stuff because like finals and everything and grades and just it really stresses me out so just it comes with that stress you know um you, when you get a job and when you try to be financially stable with your money um it is really hard as a teenager um because it is you're living an adult life at 16 because you you have things to pay for you have stuff to do and stuff to take care of and if you want to go out on dates, if you want to go out and get yourself food, if you want to pay to get into a dance, or if you want to just go out and have fun with your friends, everything is, is money-wise. And not everybody has parents that pays for their um, pays for their needs and say, hey, can I go out? Can I get 20 bucks? Not everybody's parents says yes to that. And some people don't have the father figures or the, the mother figures in their life to even motivate them to do good in school. Um, so I really just make sure your mental health is okay before you decide to do anything with your financially financially uh you don't you don't have to build your credit you don't have to just just make sure you focus on yourself and make sure you do good in school uh, because that is your main priority as a teenager is school is the number one priority and you might think oh no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna live and do terrible in school like it, it life is it's uh it could go bad very quickly uh, so you just, I just push people to make sure you're doing good in school. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I struggle in school, uh, but I've finally taken the accountability on myself to make sure that I'm not struggling in school anymore. And my life has been really good since I've not struggled in school anymore and passing on my classes. Cause it gives me more room for opportunities in the future. So say I don't want to go to a trade school and say, I don't want to go into the military. I still have an option to go to college and do something that I really want to do. So the, the more options you have when you're when you turn 18 and you graduate high school, the, the better you off will be. Because if you do terrible in high school and you don't save your money and you just you just blow off everything, then you're not going to have any options after high school and you're going to be struggling financially. And you're not going to you're going to lose a lot of motivation, motivation. And it could cause I know motivation plays a big role in your mental health. And if you lose all motivation for almost everything and you don't have a significant other pushing you to do what you want to do i know it can affect you mentally um and physically it could change people's appearances it could it could change everything about you and it could cause people to be suicidal and stuff like that just because that they don't they don't feel like 
they're in need in this world. But I just want to make sure everybody knows that you are loved no matter what you do in your life, no matter how, no matter, no matter how your life is going, you're always going to have something to do. And God, I, I promise myself that even if you're a Christian and I swear God has a plan for you. So just keep pushing and keep doing whatever you love to do. And as long as you're happy, that's all I care about because happiness is key to everything and money's not key to everything. It's just, you got to push yourself to be the best person you want to be. And all that comes with is hard work and dedication. Amen. Oh Lord. That was, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I thought I was starting to tear up. That was emotional for me. Yeah. You know, you got me really in the feels. We talked about being suicidal again, Trevor, like, thank you so much. Like that was really great. Honestly. Of course. Um, you talk about being suicidal in seventh grade. Uh, I was going through a lot of challenges with uh, school. Sorry, I was going through a lot of challenges in school, and it was tough for me because seventh grade I was unusual. You know, I'm bigger. I'm going through puberty, and you know, I feel comfortable saying that. And, you know, all those changes as a teenager comes with being really emotional, really whiny. You know, and I felt like I had no one to go to, including family. Not that that's an issue anymore, because like I know I'm loved by everyone. Um, you know, you know, I started to hurt myself, harm myself, and then it got to a point where I tried to overdose one night, and yeah, it was yeah. it was bad. And, you know, out of anyone who doesn't really know about that story, you know, it's nothing. Sorry, sniffles. It's nothing to okay. be ashamed of. Like everyone goes through it. Depression's bad, right? You know? Yeah. Not people point to like, oh, it's people who are around him or her or they, you know whatever they did but no most uh, most of the time it's not a parental issue it's more of what the teenager is going through and you find that suicide you find the suicidal tendencies and um you know i feel comfortable sharing this story now because i know everyone's more open-minded back then you know i shared it to my friends and they were just like no it's inaccurate it's wrong and i want everyone to know it's not wrong like you are loved like trevor said you know whatever obstacle that's in your way you overcome it you have nothing but exhilarance and faith in yourself because i swear if you have faith in yourself and let's say you are you are religious if you believe in god christian whatever you are if you believe in god god will be there for you um you know amen it's incredible because i am here i mean without a lot of those people without you Especially, you know, you were a great supporter of me as seventh grade Trevor. Without you, I wouldn't be here. There's a lot of, of other people. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't be doing this today. I'm not crying. I promise. I have the sniffles. Uh, right. <laughs> got a little off topic there, but you know, I wouldn't consider it off topic because it is a part of our topics today. Budgets, Trevor. How much do you budget? Um, I try to budget 25% of my paycheck, and if it's a really good paycheck, I try to go for at least 50%. Um, so if you make 800 budget 400, cause you still have 400 of your money that you could spend on whatever you want. That makes you happy. If you only make 200, then maybe only put 25 away. Don't make your savings all about your savings. If you just make a goal, like my goal was a car and I wanted to save up in three months and I was able to save up in three months for my car. Um, as long as I just, I was like, Hey, I want a car in three months. I'm 16 now. Let me, let me push for that. So I saved more than I usually do because I wanted that goal. If you have a goal saying, Hey, I want the new PlayStation. I want the new, I want a chain. I want to, I want to, I want something, something of value to you. You could save more back than you usually would, but I'm saying if you have nothing that you want to save for, 
just save for the future and just put like five, ten percent away. But if you have something that you're grinding for that you really, really want as fast as you possibly can get, then make sure you save faster and save more money. You say fifty percent really surprised me. I literally jumped out of my seat because I only budget twenty five percent. So <laughs> I got right. on that. Um but no, seriously, yeah, budgeting is really important. You don't want to go out there and, you know, do whatever. You're just like, I don't want to have $25 left. And we had a week to live. It's just like, oh, because I spent all this money on, you know, a PlayStation, right. whatever it is that you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, budgeting is really important. It's best you do that because, Trevor, I'm shocked you said 50% too, because like you do make a lot of money. I forgot. So you probably budget more. And yeah, if you make, it depends on what your paycheck is. If you make like, let's say $1,000, yeah, budget 500, I could probably last two weeks on $50. I'm sure most adults could do that too. It's not a challenge to them. Others would right. do it. But, you know, it's all about, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But as a teenager, you could save more than you can as an adult. Because as an adult, you have electricity, you have water, you have a house payment, a car payment. You have you might have a child that you have to pay for. You might, as a guy, you might have child support you have to pay for. So you have a lot of, there's, as a child, you have more room to save. And if you save now, then you won't have to put as much away as you want to in the future so when you're an adult you're not going to be saving as much as you do now so don't lose don't lose motivation in saving your money by any means uh so just just stay happy and be yourself for all that means god dogs are going crazy what was that but yeah just uh but yeah just make sure that you're doing things that are happy to you and make you happy because you know you're not going to be able to save as much like i said as an adult, I, I know my parents struggle with saving because they have me to pay for um, and they have their selves to pay for. They have a house payment, a car payment, and we don't have any of those things to pay for as a, a child. So you got to take advantage of that and make sure you manage your money uh, correctly. Be thankful. Yeah, be thankful you're still a child. I know I, I'm, I myself want to grow up fast as I possibly can and say, hey, I'm an adult now. I could, I could, I could do adult things. I could go out and have a couple of drinks with my friends. I could do this. I could do that. I could have a family. I, I, I'm have responsibility for myself. But you know, your parents really do a lot for you. If you, if you have a lot, if you have two loving parents, just make sure you tell them that you love them almost every single day, just to remind them that hey, you guys are doing a really good job. You guys are really taking care of me. You have a house. I have a house over my head. I have food. I have water, electricity, Wi-Fi. Um, just make sure that you show them that you care and that they really do a lot for us um, when we're a child. Cause I don't, we make our own money uh, as a, a kid. We, uh, we could do whatever we want with the money. We don't have to save, but saving is a really good option for us. And it makes us really happy. You know, I tell, <clears throat> sorry. I tell my parents that every day because you're never guaranteed tomorrow. I have to tell them I love them, even though it may not look like it, you know, teenagers, they don't really like affection unless it's from, you know, girls. Uh, <laughs> um, of course, of course. <laughs> or when, you know, whatever. Yes, depending on your sexuality. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, what, honestly, um, tree, you're swinging on. We don't judge here. We love you all. Yes, we do not. But yes, we love everybody. Uh, they, Zems. Um, but yeah, you know, you got to tell your parents. Like, I know a lot of, I see a lot of stories on Snapchat, Facebook posts, whatever, Twitter tweets. Um, you right. know, 
they bashed your parents or something because like they don't I don't think they realize like what they do for us. Like it's really, really special. Like they're the reason we're eating, they're the reason we're alive, healthy, whatever you are, whatever whatever's going on. Now there are some kids who are who have justified reasons to not like their parents because their parents are just complete, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm not even gonna say the word. Just not good parents. But you know, most right, of us of course. have really good parents, including myself, including you. Um of course. So it's really good to say you love them every day, especially before your yeah, fight. Because you never know when that will be. Right. And, and you never know you never know what they're going through. They could have a rough life at work. They could have a rough life. because um, my my mom and my dad are both divorced. They could have a rough life in relationship wise and they could be they could be battling depression themselves but not show it towards you they might only show it when you, they might only show they don't like they might not even show that they're battling something you just gotta you gotta treat everybody re- with respect when you first meet them and you can't go around judging people off what they wear what they look like what their sexuality is you can't judge them off that you got to make sure that you give everybody love because you know because they do their own thing no matter what and if that thing makes them happy then you can't judge them off their happiness um, cause I, cause I, I live a pretty normal life. I, I, I'm, I am, I am straight and that makes me happy. And I'm glad that I have what I have, but if someone else isn't the same as me, I can't put them down cause they're not the same as me. You gotta treat everybody with respect. And especially in a political way, you can't, you can't bash somebody for what they believe in. Of course, of course, there's a lot of wrong, wrong things and stuff like that, but you can't, uh, really judge somebody off what they believe in, uh, and I'm really, I'm really happy that um, people are more woke nowadays. Um, people are are quick to stand up for themselves and stand up for other people, and I feel like that's a really good thing in our society. That hey, no, you can't make fun of them. Like you know, and people, a lot of people, some people like some people, some people do their own thing, and you can't make fun of them. And I'm glad people are finally standing up to those kind of people that say, hey, being uh, liking a different liking the same gender is not okay and then uh there's a lot of people now that stand up for that and i'm really proud that people are finally inheriting that there is cultural differences between every and every person um i could do one thing and a person do the other thing i might not i might not that what what they do might not make me happy and what i do might not make them happy but as long as they're happy that's all it really comes down to at the end of the day as long as that person's happy yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, absolutely. Spot on 100%. You know, um, I learned that early sixth grade, I think. Uh, there was a time where, you know, I'm not really proud of this at all. I wasn't really aware of, like, you know, gay, lesbians, bisexual, LGBTQ+. I wasn't really of aware. Of, you know, so, you know, I said the F slur around the time. Right, of course. Of course. And you don't really realize it. And then people around you are just like, hey, that's not cool. And, you know, yeah, well, ba- well, back in the day, it wasn't really cultured uh, as it is today. There no. wasn't like people like the LGBTQ plus uh, prides that used to go on and everything like that it used to be like get bashed like, oh, my God, you're gay. But now it's like it's a normal thing. And I'm really happy that they could finally be who they want to be, even though a lot of people still don't really like what they do. They, there's still a lot of people supporting them and a lot of like government people supporting them. And I'm really happy that it's you could be your own person now without getting judged. Um, and of course, you're, everybody's going to get judged in their own way. I mean, people might judge me, people might judge somebody else um, just for being who they are. But as long as you're being who you are, that's you got to stand true to yourself and be your own person. 
um, don't be a follower um, and be like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to act this way to impress these people. No, act how you want to act because that's, that, as long as you're happy, man, it's just, that's the key to everything. If you're living a happy life, being yourself, then that's all that matters, no matter your sexuality, no matter your race. And of course, there's a lot of, of a lot, a lot of racial tension that's happened this past couple, uh, past two years. And there's been a lot of racial tension before that, but it's now finally being talked about. And there's a lot of movements that are helping go for it. And I'm, I'm really happy that our culture is, I mean, they make it uh, really, po really political in some ways, but I'm really glad that we're all coming together and saying, this isn't right, let's change this. Um, and there's always two sides to the story, but I'm really happy that people could be their own people now. And that I'm super happy. Like, of course it wasn't normal. I'm not, it wasn't normal to be LGBTQ. Like 10 years ago, it wasn't normalized like it is today. And I'm actually really happy that it is normalized. And I'm happy that um, there isn't as, as there's still racism, but there isn't as much racism as it was back in the 1900s um, in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, and I'm just glad that we're pushing forward as a country and as a world together to make sure that that's going to be put to an end very soon. You're absolutely right. Uh, be a star, no CM Punk, be a leader. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. But Trevor said, you know, we've come really far as a, as a society because, you know, 30, 40 years ago, it's really frowned upon to be gay and all that type of stuff. But, you know, right. uh, we've come a long way and it's really nice to see that. Great. To see. Um, Next topic, best to pay bills early. Make sure you know what your bills are. Uh, make mm -hmm. sure you know what you're spending each month so that you don't... I'm sorry. <laughs> sneeze. You know, you know, when you get that feeling where you feel like you're going to sneeze, but it doesn't come out, you're just like, why? Yeah. Um, it's best to pay bills early. Talk about why it's good. Start doing that with monthly finances, you know, car payments, electrical bill. Wi-Fi, all the type of stuff. Your rent, if you live in an apartment. Well, I know most teenagers will live in an apartment by, like, mm -hmm. um, I say estimated age is twenty-one. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, go over those prices with your finances. It's it's really good to do that so that you're not falling okay. behind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, because yeah, for for me, um, uh, car insurance is estimated at five hundred a month. So it is very expensive to drive a car, um, especially if you don't make the best money some places because minimum wage is still seven twenty five, and I feel like that's um, BS in some point of views. Um, I feel like the minimum wage that, that is exactly right. It should be 15. Minimum wage should definitely be 15 because people, if you're making seven twenty five, you are struggling. Even, as a, even working at Chick-fil-A, I had no bills to pay, and I still was struggling with my money. I couldn't buy the things that I wanted to buy, even though I had no financial responsibility. I couldn't buy nice things because of the money that you made. And you're basically, you're basically doing, you're basically working for nothing. It feels like, so minimum wage and expect some adults make $8, some adults make $9 and that should not be the case. And it's really, it really hurts to see that people do a lot of work and they don't give respect to, they only give respect to the big bosses. You know what I mean? The people that are working, that are like fry on the grill. They're working and helping customers daily. They're cashing in. They're helping. They're helping out the community in ways, and they're making sure people leave that building with a smile on their face. I feel like they don't get as much credit as they deserve. Because like me and you, Doobie, 
we were sitting there at Chick-fil-A. We were, I was, you know, I was outside almost daily mm-hmm. working on face-to-face, no, mat- no matter what the conditions were, hot, cold, blizzard, tornado, they did not care. They really, they, that's the one thing I didn't like about Chick-fil-A. They do not care about your mental health. Yeah. They only care about making money. And that's something that the, that businesses need to say. We need to take more responsibility of making sure that our our co our workers' health is okay because it really stressed me out because I tried my best and I, I had my Chick-fil-A voice like, hi, how's your day? Are you guys doing okay? I tried my best to make sure that they left the drive-thru with the, a smile on their face and make sure that I had a good, friendly conversation with – I would talk about their personal life. Hey, how's your day going? What you got going on today? I would make sure that it was my full responsibility to make sure that they had a smile on their face at the end of the day, and I still got paid just terribly for what for what we do. And huh? they really take advantage of people. And there's some there's some uh, there's some like people that work at a doctor's office, like the people like that sit on the desk and take orders all day. They're only averaging about twelve eleven dollars an hour, and that really is not enough to survive comfortably in this kind of world especially with prices going up outrageously we it really was a good idea when joe biden said hey we need to raise the minimum wage to 15 because that really that was a really good idea because people cannot live like this we cannot you cannot pay 500 dollars for car insurance 800 dollars for rent you cannot support a child you cannot support your loved one you cannot support anybody that you love in your heart making that kind of money and especially as an adult um, and, and even you even struggle with that kind of money as a child. Um, so it just it really hurts me to see uh, that they don't some people don't even make enough money to save. And then if they don't save enough money and they still got debt, then the debt is going to keep adding, 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 adding up. And it, it really is sad for me to see that because some people go to college for a degree. They get their degree and they only make nine dollars off of the degree and they still have like one hundred thousand in college debt. And it just, it really hurts me to, uh, to see those kind of things and it really messes with me. Yeah. I mean, college students who are really going through, going through it right now with their jobs, as you said, the minimum wage, really shout out to all the college students who deliver pizzas and all that. Cause like they're trying to find a way to do all that stuff, get all that college debt off, get the good yeah, of course. needs and move on in life and, you know, any delivery. Any delivery person in general, just shout out to all the people working fast food, you know, making minimum wage, have like, let's say two kids, not making, like probably below the poverty line, just trying to make a living, Right. Like, really putting themselves out there, trying to like not show how they really feel, right. want to look strong in front of people. And I know that. Right. Feels- and you, right. And you can't like the government is so restricted on what people could do. Like you're 16. And you're going to have fun and say you go out and you drink and you get in trouble with that. You can't, you're, that's on your record and you can't find a good job with that kind of record. Um, you're 16. You're, you're, you're not fully developed. You're going to make bad decisions. I get it. If like you murder somebody, then there should be, you can't get that kind of job, but there's small things. Like if you like steal something, cause people, some people steal because they need it. Some people steal medicine because their mother needs it or their father needs it or they need it. Um, and that's what, that's why I think it's a good idea to what they were talking about on the news, lowering drug prices, because that it is outrageous. And not everybody in this world can afford insurance. And in Canada, insurance is free. It's not free here. 
you can't walk into a uh, doctor's office and say, hey, can I get checked up? And it's fully paid for. Here in the United States, I feel like it's terrible that you have to walk in, pay them a copay of almost a $60 just to walk in the door. And then you got to pay almost a $1,000 fines or a $1,000 bills just to get treated. And, and, and say, like say, say like, yeah, say you have an anxiety attack, right? Like you say you, you had an anxiety attack. Say yeah. that anxiety attack was really bad and that you needed to go to the hospital. It is $33,000 just to, just a $33,000 bill just to ride in an ambulance. It's really sad. And it's kind of like. It's re- it is very sad. Kind of like- and, not, and, and, and sometimes insurance, you might pay really good money for your insurance and have a really good insurance, but they still can decline it. They can be like, oh, you got cancer? Oh, that's going to be like a million dollars in bills. We're not paying for it. They could decline that. And that's some BS. I feel like if you pay for that insurance, they should not be able to decline for your health because you're paying health insurance for your health, not for them to decline it when, when something really bad happens to you. I'm going to use a movie as an example for that. You know, Saw 6, uh, there's a scene where, you know. <laughs> he said Saw 6. <laughs> he, brought a, he brought in a horror movie. He brought in a horror movie. But no, it's a really good representation because in Saw 6, uh, the main villain, I wouldn't say villain, the main guy that traps, he's like a, he's running this healthcare thing and his healthcare is frowned upon because only two thirds of the patients get healthcare that they need for free. The other half, you know, I mean, no, no, sorry. Two thirds of the healthcare on patients that you go to don't get treated for whatever ailment they have because like they have cancer. For example, in that movie, um, the guy had like something going on in his mouth that he didn't get treated for. Oral, I think it was oral cancer. He didn't get treated for it, and you know, he didn't want to do it because they didn't get it done. So he died, and that's why he ended up in the trap. I'm pretty sure. And other people, and you know, it's used in the movie, and you don't think it's real, but no, this stuff actually happens. Like people actually deny healthcare for that reason, and it's really right. sad to see. Because, you know, it really is important. We shouldn't have to pay, you know, like you said, $60, $1,000 fines because someone got hurt. It's kind of insulting. And that's something yeah, we, need to, we need something we need to get on top of. Like you said, Canada has free insurance when you go to the hospital. You know, it's a shame. We really need to do better together as a country. Of course, we definitely do. Uh, we're going to end this segment with retirement. What age do you plan on retiring at? Um, so I have two goals of mine. Um, I know college isn't for me. I don't really want to be in that debt uh, because I don't think what I want to do is going to make me enough money after college to be able to pay off that debt. So my two things were military or trade school. Um, trade school, you work, you, you, you go to school for five years and then you get your journeyman card and you make really good money. It's around a hundred thousand dollars a year. And then after you get your second card, it's like 150, 200,000 a year, which is really good money. Thanking at the minimum wage is like 15,000. Uh, so it is really good money, but I want to retire happily around 40, uh, 45, 50. Um, age. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you're, you're still old. You're still old, but you're still old, but you're, you still want to be at least somewhat healthy because you're not going to retire at 30 unless you're like a business manager or something like that. But if I go into the military, 
if I go in the military, you could serve four terms of eight years. So I could retire when I'm 38, which is like really crazy that I could retire at 38. Um, if you do like, all the terms. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, but you have, you're going to be away from your family for until you're 38. You might not even have a family. Until you're 38. Right. And so you dedicate your life to doing that just to retire early. I feel like you should do something you love that you could retire somewhat early, but still live your normal life, have a family, have some kids, because we still got to, you still want to have, I'm pretty sure if you, you still want to have the love of your life with you. And you, you don't want to be lonely until you're 38 living with dudes in a, in a, a bunk you're, until you're 38. I'm, I'm talking, pretty I'm, sure nobody wants to do that. I'm that person. Um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm pretty sure that nobody really wants to do that, but I've seen people do that and they live a really successful life after they retire. But you, your health might start going down at 20. Your health might start going down at 30. You might, you, people could die at 20. People could die at 40. You don't know what's going to go on. So live your life to the fullest every single day you get and just do everything you can to make sure tomorrow's a good day. Absolutely, 100%. You know, I didn't bring that up earlier, but family is really important. Uh, honestly, as for me, I don't think I'm going to have any spouses or anything. Like, if it happens, that's okay. But uh, one thing I am certain of, no kids. I don't want any children. You know, a lot of people in my family say, oh, you guys saying that you're going to have kids? No, I will be the lone exception. I'm not having any kids. I promise you that. I don't want any kids. It's not that kids are a hassle. They are, to be honest. But, you know, I just don't think I'll have the funds stable enough to uh, support it or anything like that, even if I had help from someone. Which of is course. A, I really like getting help from people. I'm not sure. If right. Sure. But. Same here. I don't like getting help with people either. I don't like being helped financially. Like really, it's not my yeah. thing, honestly. Yeah, I'd right. Prefer, yeah, of course. Even if really when I mean, stuff hits the fan. But for everyone, I know a lot of people's dream is to have a family. You know, have that big house, and I understand why. Like, absolutely pursue that dream. I'm sure every single one of you can do it. Me personally, I'll be fine if I'm 30 years old in like a one bedroom. I'm not paying that much for my bills and I have a stable job, whatever that job right. may be. I might be still be doing this podcast when I'm 30 while having something else part time. You never know. I mean, right. I'm getting of course. right now. So that's nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Um, I plan on retiring when I'm like 55, 60, hopefully, depending on course. And, you know, having those funds so I could live the uh, rest of my life happily. Hopefully, I can right. move like Florida or something. That yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, so that's what I want to do. That's it for the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Trevor, is there anything you want to say? Thank you for having me and enjoying. Hopefully, enjoying my time here. It yeah. really did mean a lot that people could listen to what I have to say. It is. It's you really, were, truly a nice feeling. You were incredible. Thank you. Give yourself a pedal. Of course, and I'll be here anytime you ever need me. I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely have on some episodes with you. He is my co-host, my main co-host, everyone. So expect to see him on a lot of episodes, this phase, next phase, whatever phases I do. Uh, next topic, next episode, uh, I'm going to be with my friend. And we're going to talk about serial killers, why serial killers do the things they do and stuff related to criminology, all that type of fun stuff. You know, of course. I was going to do like one serial killer as I asked my story, but I felt, hey, someone suggested. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm going to give them a shout out. They know who they are. They're listening right now. 
hopefully. They said, why just do one? I said, you know what? I'm going to write a script on the why I should do multiple. And uh, me and my co-host, I'm going to reveal her later on this week. We're going to go over that stuff, you know, talk about it. It should be a fun episode. It's going to air on Halloween. So keep uh, keep out for that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you, Trevor, for coming. I really appreciate it. I could not thank you more. No, uh, again, expect him to see him a lot more. Uh, I'll probably uh, tag him on Instagram a lot. Go follow him on Instagram. Go follow this podcast on Instagram, Dubiology2021. Follow us on Twitter at Dubiology2021. Yes, sir. Uh, you guys next episode. Thank you. Of course.